to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Fouts, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering The Bachelorette, Season 18, Episode 5. Now, Chris, what do you reckon of this show? (laughs) (laughs) Well, This show, this episode... I can't um, <laughs> help but feel a slump myself, but but you might, yeah, you know, inject some enthusiasm into it. I'm going to inject some enthusiasm because it was fucking boring, Dave. And that was <laughs> when it of boring fucking chat. I mean, Michelle takes them back to Minnesota. I know we've talked about this, and I think you you'd said that it is a staple, and we got corrected on our Facebook page, but. Because we know them being in lockdown and they've been within this compound, and that's the only time we've ever covered the Bachelor or Bachelorette series is while they've been in a lockdown scenario on a compound. I didn't know whether this was normal, true to form. They take them somewhere. So Michelle hmm. takes, and they do, Michelle takes them back to Minnesota, meets her parents who so loved up, really, really nice people, and then decides to go back to Minnesota. And all the guys are cocked sure of himself. They're like, yeah, I'm going to be going on the date with her. So am I, so am I. No, <laughs> she picks a fucking boyfriend who we all know he's already in the DMs, <laughs> Joe. And they go on a date around the town that they already live at. Instead of her taking somebody around and telling them different things, historic landmarks on a bit of a sightseeing tour, she takes him, takes someone out who actually lives there or has lived there all his life and maybe moved away. But I believe that every single other contestant, and we're down to 11 at the end of this episode, the other 10 might as well pack the bags, Dave, because I think Joe has got it in the bag. He's really going to have to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, isn't he? To not, you know, end up uh, the one with Michelle at the end of this series. I I thought it was a joke. When, When they were all there... They're all waiting, you know, to, for Michelle to turn up. She turns up and then she just whisks Joe off. And <laughs> you can see them all stood there like, uh, what just happened? Like, what, what is the point me being here? Oh, yeah, it's to get some screen time. Um, but I, the thing is, Chris, you know, she takes him to uh, her old high school, sort of have a, have a bit of a trip down memory lane there. You know, and they have a bit of a one-on-one game in, in, you know, her old gym. And I'm like, but we've seen the the one-on-one thing before. You know, we you did that, and and is it you've just invited him on another group date just because you think it's a bit obvious if you keep inviting him just on a single date, make it too obvious that you're not interested in anyone else. So. um I, I thought it was a bit of a bit of a joke, to be honest. But um, I mean, Joe, he, he did step up to the mark, didn't he? Because he had a good old sob story in his back pocket, just like he's supposed to have. Of course, yeah. And <laughs> look, we, I, I'm not a professional sportsman. I have no. You've played football with me. You can certainly attest to that. I'm certainly not a runner either. But <laughs> I have no, no. I love sports. Fuck off, Dave. I, I love sports. <laughs> yeah, I love how you start these things off. You're like, I am not an astronaut, but <laughs> <laughs> I could fly that ship a lot better than he could. Yeah. No, but you know, we we've we've played sports all our life. I've played football, cricket, rugby. I've done boxing. I've done, you know, we've all you you you've done this MMA. I've done all sorts of stuff. You, you're the same. I'm a jack of all trades, but master of none. I'm not good enough. I never was good enough in any sport to do anything. 
But the story he tells her about his, his injury. Now, he, he could have had a scholarship. I know with that, it all deals with like your college grades, everything, and, and professionally. There is, and it is the one percenters, there is a different path in America than there is in the UK. And the UK sports industry has got nothing to do with your education. If you are talented, yeah. you can basically down tools and never have to worry about that. Yeah. In America, you get a scholarship, you've got to have your grades right, everything, because they're setting you up for, if you fail, and there will be loads of people fail, you have got a degree in something, you've got a, a career and, and you've got a proper education. So I, I respect that side of it. So I'm not bad-mouthing that, but it just felt like they'd said to him, can you write down a load of stuff and let's see which one will give us the best sob story? And obviously, Michelle's a great basketball player. She takes him back to her, her home high school to, to a locker, they're playing a bit of basketball. And then he, we get the story that he had an operation that would gone wrong. I've had operations on my ankles and that day, my Achilles and that, maybe shit of football. But it, it I don't know. It just always feels off when they're telling these stories. I never feel that they're being sincere and he might be mm. the most sincere guy on the whole show, but I've been burned by people saying, oh, hang on, I had an ingrowing toenail. I had a hair growing out of my ear once and my fucking balance was off so I couldn't win the gymnastics tournament at school. It's just shit stories they have to come up with just to get that. that. But I mean, Michelle was was crying because it, she knows she's a basketball player. Maybe it was true, Dave, or maybe I'm just being a heartless bastard. So what do you think, Dave? Well, it's hard to take it completely sincerely every fucking week, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> with everyone who ends up with some one-on-one time. I, I, you know, and I'm sure they all do have a sob story, but you know, are we going to have someone going on there? It's like, Oh, you know, when I was, when I was 17, I, I was so good at FIFA and, um, I got a blister one day and I couldn't play for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and after missing out on that part of my development, I just fell behind. <laughs> it's just like, oh, come on, for fuck's sake. I, I, I just, I, I guess the thing that frustrates me, if it's like a spontaneous, spontaneous thing, I don't know what word I was thinking of there, spontaneity maybe, um, I, I, then okay, I, I would absolutely be bought into it. And I think the problem is, like yourself, because you're a human being, you when we've seen this the first few times, you're like, oh my God, that's terrible. But it's like, oh right, they do this every fucking time. <laughs> it's like a prerequisite to get onto the show. You need one of these bad boys or else you're not going to get some one-on-one time so you can spill the beans. I, I just, ah, oh, I'm so done with it, Chris. I know, and the thing is, it's a two-hour show, and I'm still calling them out, Dave. You know, The Bachelor, Australia's just started on E4 in the UK, and me and Sam have got it recorded, and we're going to probably side-watch it, probably while we watch the Australian Love Island. It's an hour long, Dave, an hour long, which means really it's 45 minutes. Exactly. (laughs) Why is this show on so long? I say it every episode. An hour and 20 of utter shit. These fucking guys are a bunch of bellends. <laughs> they're all there. They are bellends. What a fucking shit. How they're, they're so invested in Michelle. She's the only girl. They've got this tunnel vision. Bull fucking shit. I, I, I could really see myself falling in love with her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's the type of girl I can spend the rest of my life with. Like you would say with every girl you've just met. Of course you would say that. <laughs> 
Fuck <laughs> off. I think, I think what I've got, I'm just at the end of the, my fucking tether with these guys is the falseness. It's the chat. And I know Michelle's got to go along with it and we've got the producers and they're probably retaking and reshooting different things of, of the scenes there. I get that. It's not a one shot and we're done thing. But I'm just like, you know, Michelle's dad's there saying like, you know, hopefully one of the guys is going to treat you out. And, he's, and I'm thinking on the other shows, the parents are like, I don't understand that. Why are you going out with so many guys? Haven't we, Dad? We've seen that on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Mm. We've seen the parents say, like, why are you going out with so many girls? Why are you kissing so many girls? Or why are you kissing so many guys? Because they're not media trained. I'm not saying Michelle's family, because I don't think they are. But it seems like they're a bit more in tune with what their daughter's trying to do with this career. I do still think, though, Michelle, for all her skills and knowledge, and I think she's got more... She's got more behind her than any of the other contestants I've seen so far, men and women. I think yeah. she's a really clever girl. I also think that there is still that, I'm going to drop my teaching job because if I can get and stay within this fucking bachelor cult, shall we call it, Dave, cult, I'd love to put an N in some of the people that are on it. But cult, <laughs> um, it it's so incestuous and it frustrates me so much because I'm just like, you're all fucking lying. You're all just telling a story. And each week, Michelle tries to weed out who the biggest liar is. And that, that's how I see it all the time. But I just think, I know we've gone around the houses, but I just feel that the, the thing with Joe was a waste of time. We've seen it. It was Dale Clare again, because it's like, why do we need to see him go around their own town? Take someone else. If you don't like the guy, fuck him off. That's the only way you're going to know. Joe's always going to be there in the background. You know that you're compatible with him. It just seemed that he got more screen time than I think he deserved, to be honest. I'm not really sure um, about Michelle. I think she comes across to me like she's more authentic than the previous kind of uh, contestants, like Bachelor Leeds. (laughs) The leads, aren't they? Um, well, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think it might be a bit of a, um, you know, a done deal that she's going to end up with Joe. I, I think it might be, but I suppose even in the way that that's handled, you know, she knows what the show is, so you know she is going to play along and you know see the show through. Whereas someone like Claire, she's just like. Oh God, I want to rip this guy's clothes off. Can't be arsed with this show anymore. (laughs) So I I appreciate if it is a done deal that she's continuing to go through the process. Um, But I I think it's the, it's the guys who wind me up on this more. So, you know, like you say, they're just, it's hard to see any of these now and really think that their intentions are genuine like at all, they just all seem to be, you know, loving the smell of their own farts. And, and, you know, they just want a bit of screen time. They're saying all the cliches, all the bachelor cliches, you know, you could probably fit it on a, on an A4 sheet of paper. Couldn't you? All of the, the cliches that you need to roll out, you know, I could see myself falling for you and all this kind of nonsense. And, and I, I just don't think, Hardly, well, not hardly any of them, but I think there's a big big portion of them who just aren't really interested in Michelle and they're just trying yeah. to monotonously troll out the same 
things, the same words, and it, it just all feels so formulaic and utter nonsense. Um, I, I, I don't know. But Chris, before we uh, continue to stick the boot in again, I mean, what, what did you reckon of the whole uh, Minnesota Vikings stadium visit? Well, you said about putting the boot in. I'm trying to think of a positive before I don't put the boot in. <laughs> it was shit. Um, it was shit. I mean, they had to eat like herrings, Viking food, you know, all this head hash stuff. It was, it was, it was. And then we went down the route of the arm wrestling. Now, Chris S has got a lot of stick because of what he did last week. Again, we he was the bad guy, but for once, the bad guy didn't get kicked off. We... With this, what I found is this Clayton guy, who's you know, he's a big dude, he's about six three, six four, you know, big muscle. Well, most of them are, they all look great, you know. Tops off, Dave. Fucking hell, if only we look like that, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I'm like, God, Clayton is a specimen. There's some great looking guys and that. But I was just like, he come from nowhere, but it was so fucking cheesy. He's like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. mate, you look like a complete <laughs> an absolute <laughs> And then he's saying to Michelle, like, so obviously he wins the whole thing and gets the one-on-one, and he's like, yeah, well, you know, I've been trying to open up to you. Again, let's get the fucking bingo out, Dave. Tick. You know, uh, I can see myself all of it. Tick. Uh, <laughs> and the thing is, I've had trauma in my life. Tick. And I was like, oh, you say, like you've just said, I think, what you've just said analyzes it and actually describes it better than I could probably put it. It's formulaic. It's the same lines. Nobody, the only one I found authentic was Martin, and we'll get onto that later. But, you know, Clayton's so worried about upsetting her that he just talked in, he was dead passive and he's like a politician. He didn't want to upset her. So everything he said was what he thinks she wants to hear. And I, mm. and I think that's where my issue is. I think you're absolutely correct, Dave. It's not that some of the people aren't genuine, but they're afraid to show their real side to Michelle. And because of that, you get these fucking robots who just talk shit. Every every conversation is a different guy saying the same things. The only one I found who to challenge her was Martin, who, who, again, his conversation, we'll talk about that in a minute, but his conversation, I feel, was being more honest. You you want to go in a relationship with someone. I always find that, you know, I'm in a long-term relationship, but... First, what are you laughing at here? What are you laughing at? <laughs> You're like, don't fucking drop me in here. What are you laughing at here? No, I must admit, the whole Martin thing, I, I thought was the most entertaining bit of the show, to be honest. Yeah. When he's yeah, basically yeah. saying about women being high maintenance, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> do you really want to go down there? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so sorry. It up there. No, but, but I think he was being <laughs> honest, Dave. That's an honest conversation. He didn't agree with her throwing his mate off in the last episode, did he? You know, he said, "Was it Jason?" I don't, I don't think that was correct. And she saw her ass over it. But it's like, but you can't, ha- you can't just agree with you just because you're on the show, unless Michelle is, is doing that thing where she thinks nobody's allowed to challenge her, and then it becomes like she goes off in tears and all this stuff. I, I, I think he's got, he's allowed to express it. If she doesn't like him, kick him off. I don't know how you feel about that, Dave, but I felt he was the only genuine conversation that I saw within the show. Yeah, you you might have a point. I mean, ultimately, Bachelor and Bachelorette is fucking ridiculous, isn't it? Because you've got this, this one person, either a male or a female, 
and everyone else is clambering to end up with that person. And so are you ever going to have a really true and honest conversation when there's only one outcome? You, you're either yeah. going to stay with this person or you're going to get booted off the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, so you're going to pander to them a little bit, aren't you? Yeah, of course you are. It's a holiday. It's Love Island, isn't it? Again, Dave. Look, when the couples recouple up, when they're not even they're not together, are they? But it's like, hang on, we can't get rid of her because she's my best mate, and I want her to stay on the show with me a bit longer. It's all that but, stuff. You know what I mean? But the thing is, with Love Island and like Bachelor in Paradise, you've got more than one option. <laughs> you yes, know. So I, I mean, I must admit, I thought Martin had messed up a bit there, like opening the can of worms that was talking about high maintenance you know because you could see again she she was kind of like a little bit put out by it now I, I at the time of watching that that did make me laugh and i thought oh he's made a mistake there but actually I, now you've put it that way i think you're right because guess what chris there are people that men and women who are high maintenance in the world yeah and so it is an open and honest thing to discuss that, maybe. You know, I'm just entertaining the idea now in my head. And so the fact that it is, you know, you can say the wrong thing and then very quickly you're on the shit list. You don't get a yeah. rose and you booted off the show. <laughs> that That's for people who are, I'm going to call them bachelor and bachelorette professionals, Chris, because... These guys, all of them, the guys and the girls on Bachelor, they've all studied the show. They've all looked at how people have played it and, you know, who's done well, who hasn't done well. And they're all kind of becoming that that robot. Like you said, you know, they, they're just trying to not go outside go outside the lines, you know. And uh, I, I think that's that's a completely unnatural thing to do when you're actually trying to get to know someone. Exactly. And look, I am not saying, because I'm sure someone's going to call me out on this, I'm not saying that Martin is the most stand-up guy in the show, but I feel that when he's been with Michelle, he's not been afraid, not to piss her off to wind her up to gaslight her, but just to say, well, actually, I don't believe that. I said it on the Married at First Sight Australia. I love the fact that Belinda challenged Patrick. Patrick was... Just, you know, he would literally jump up and go for Bryce. And if he saw something wrong in whatever was going on with the other couples, he would say what he was thinking. He had no filter, but she didn't agree with him when he went after Bryce. And she said, I think you were wrong what you did. And and I respected her for that day because I thought, you know what? Whatever happens with you as a couple, you've got to do that. Sam would do it I, to me, Dave. I'm not sure that's a, a, a completely correct parallel, though, is it? Because in that scenario, Patrick had said something. And she said, you know, I don't agree with that. Martin's just calling out saying, I'm a bit worried that you might have been high maintenance. <laughs> I, I think that's a different thing, to be honest. <laughs> don't, don't make me think <laughs> about this. In the same now. way, in the same way that, you know, when Piers Morgan was going after the politicians on how they were handling the pandemic, that was entertaining and that was good. But Piers Morgan's still a bell end. You know what I mean? <laughs> it it doesn't make him a good guy. No, no. So it, I'm no, not. Okay. I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying uh, that because I, I, I don't know what Martin's reasons are for for making that comment about being high maintenance. I'm not sure if it was you know because he was trying to have a real conversation or he's got some 
kind of uh, prejudices, <laughs> misogynistic yeah. tendencies uh, that, you know, have him call out that sort of thing. I, I don't know. So I, I don't no, think no. it's that he's trying to have a real conversation. It, it might not be, but it, it just felt it was more organic than anything else we'd seen, especially on this episode, because it just, for me, it just stuck all the time. Yeah, it's the yeah, same. Like you just said, this that's exactly what I mean. It's the same script over and over. He's the yeah. only one who's yeah. yeah. And like I say, I'm not justifying whether he's a prick or not. I don't. I'm not saying I'm a, a fan of his. But when I've sat there and watched him, I am waiting, thinking he's going to piss her off in a minute. You know, like because <laughs> everyone else is afraid to piss her off, and that's yeah and because yeah. it's so fucking boring. It's like dishwater. This really was the only entertaining bit. And I know yeah. she she takes Nate on a date. And Nate and her have got a great chemistry like she has with Joe. They've, they've really gone. And this has been, she's been with Nate a few times. She meets her friends and all that. I'm not sure about Nate, Dave. I'm go, I'm, I'm not 100% convinced that he isn't thinking of after the show, whatever. But when they're together, <laughs> there's a great chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Great like, chemistry. Like, 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 who, like who else? Who is there, <laughs> you know, to not thinking about after the show? Sorry, I keep teasing you. Um, I tell no, you, you're it, fucking right, and I know you we, are. We're kind of, we, we, we're not sure. We're we're a bit on the fence, or or slightly yeah. the other side of the fence on on uh, Martin. I think where we won't be on the other side of the fence, and in any doubt, Chris, about who is a prick, and that is Chris Sutton. Oh, and I'm not talking about the ex Blackburn uh, striker, of course, but Chris Who Sutton off this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's also a bell end. <laughs> <laughs> but what an absolute tit. I mean, all the way through that Vikings date, you can see he's just like an angry little gnome or something. You know, he's just getting more and more het up and like not particularly making an effort at the cocktail party or anything. And he's just, he feels like he was owed something, you know, because he stood up for Michelle in the last episode. And I just thought it was a joke. Yeah. And I'm with you completely. And what, and what I found interesting was he's done that same thing, ruins her date with Nate, doesn't he? He comes over and he speaks urgently. I'm thinking, well, I'll tell you what, the only way that I could justify and not give him a pelter was if he goes to her and says, look, I don't, he could have waited till the end of the day, but he could say to her, I'm going, um, you've not listened to me. I don't think there's any point in me challenging this. It's a bit of a waste of time. I don't think there's anything between us, so I'm off. I'd have a, not respect, but I could understand. But it was that same old nonsense, like, I need to speak to you. And then, then he, I mean, what I was, I must admit, what my jaw hit the floor on was, Michelle pretty much agreed with him. I was thinking Chris S has gone here because it was a bit weird. Show, yeah, yeah. It was weird because anybody on this show who challenges the Bachelor of Bachelorette, and you could see like Michelle was doing the classic putting a hand over her mouth because she was worried about what she was going to say. The, the body mm. language was all wrong for her to actually agree with him. I honestly thought she was going to say, There's the fucking limo, Chris. Fuck off. And she didn't, and she went, <laughs> I can completely understand. I agree why you did it. And I'm thinking, oh no. He's going to get a stay of execution, but what a dick, Dave. I totally agree with you. What an absolute dickhead he is. <laughs> but the thing is, Chris, talk about producer manipulation. They're halfway across the city. It's not like, you know, when they were all in lockdown and they're in the same resort, you can see they're just going to walk and you can kind of think, okay, well, I guess if, you know, each person has their own little camera crew following them around, 
you know, it's a stretch, isn't it? But you could kind of half believe it. Whereas this guy, he's got to jump in a cab. He's got to know where he's fucking going for a start. (laughs) So he he just turns up at this place. It's just like, now, how would you find that? Unless the producers have been egging you on and and like telling you to go there. You know what? Amazing, because I didn't even think of that. I thought they were all in the house. That is, you've absolutely blew my mind now. Oh, that's it. He's you, I thought that was the most obvious even... bit of manipulation. Oh. Because, you know, if they like say if they were all there, um, it, it would have been it, it, like in the same resort as they have been in lockdown. But um no, it was the fact that he went there, thinks he's fucking owed something. And uh, I thought it was brilliant when she booted him off, to be honest. Yeah, that, that, you know what? You've absolutely got me. I, 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 I didn't even think about that. Oh, how did I not even pick up on that? That is unbelievable. And I, I've only you watched said, this before we recorded. I, I don't believe it, Chris. I'm also rocked that the reality radar might be a bit wonky. <laughs> I've been slated this week for my radar already, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was it? There was someone said something the other day about the reality radar. And I was just, hold on. Was that one with Dr. Sh- Dr. Fingy? I was like? saying, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, oh, this, oh, Chris, so spoilers, if anyone doesn't know, but uh, Bachelorette Tasha Adams and fiancé, Apparently, I didn't even know they were they were fiance. When I saw an interview with them, they just said they were dating. Uh, but Zach Clark are on a break after a year, and they're taking time apart, Chris. And um... <laughs> wow. wow, did she write twelve pages back to front like Ross? There? <laughs> like Rachel did. Sorry to Ross. <laughs> and so um, uh, here we go. It was Jen who was saying, "Was this on Chris Phelps's?" reality radar (laughs) (laughs) i just i just imagine dr evil saying that so um yeah but anyway so yes absolutely that was total producer manipulation I, i don't know what what chris was expecting there you know was he expecting uh michelle would just go oh you know what you're right nate pack your bags fuck off um my guy yeah, no, so I don't know. Anything else from this episode, Chris? No, nothing. I mean, we got the, obviously, like I say, Chris did eventually go, like I say, even though she agreed with him. Uh, we got the rose ceremony. I nearly tried to film it on my phone, Dave. The one, <laughs> this is the last rose. I mean, Tasha and what's she called? Caitlin came up, both yeah. dressed in white, both looking really nice. <laughs> Just, that's the one stuff I'm like. What is the point of you two in this ceremony? It's just nonsense. But it is like uh, I bet it's like taking a pe- a penalty in the World Cup final, Chris. It, yes. The pressure's on. Like all you you built up your whole career for this moment, and you put the ball down. You're ready, and it's the final rose. I, I, <laughs> I, and mind you, I'm assuming it's one take there uh probably yeah, isn't is true. it <laughs> no it's not again and and the thing is she, she kicked off there was rick alu brandon and rodney they went and casey and Leroy as well so uh, sorry no um casey and Leroy are the ones who left so they've both gone i didn't even see these two really on the camera anyway so they were sort of in the background doing some of the dates we didn't really have a lot of dialogue with michelle really 
So, so that's fine. But we get the VT for next week's episode, and it's like Michelle's feeling fucking. She's crying there, Dave, on her own. Looks like she's got some fucking onions underneath her as she's forcing them <laughs> tears out as she's by the beach. Whatever's gone on has gone on. We need a bad guy. We need somebody to step up now. I know I say every episode there's someone. Chris S was this week's bell end of the week. We need another <laughs> bell end of the week. I think that's what we're gonna have to keep calling that. That's the new we've got the real bell end of the now. week. Yeah. The bell end of the week, without a doubt. That's who we've got. Because it's the same fucking script over and over <laughs> again. In it. So I don't know. I mean, we're up at episode six, we're halfway through the season, and it's not I mean. It's not setting the world on fire. What I know I said at the time, but Claire and Tasha's season was probably the best one just for the drama and the ridiculousness of it because Claire was probably one of the best contestants. A bit like Beck on Married at First Sight, Australian Bryce. You have to have these people because otherwise it's boring. And I think with Michelle, she's so nice. And that's not a bad thing in a, in a real-world situation. You would love that the person you spend the rest of your life with is lovely and a nice person and has great ethics and morals and everything. Fantastic. But for a TV show, it's fucking boring, Dave. It's a slog, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, we just keep pouring lemon juice in our eyes, don't we? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just like a new season comes up and we've had enough time and distance since the last one. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll give this another go. <laughs> how, can, how bad can it be? It's like one episode a week, but my God, it's a slog. Absolute slog. <laughs> and that's the thing. We've just watched Maths Australia, where you've got a fucking that Sam calling Bryce Gonzo, fried rice and all this being really <laughs> offensive to him and proper slating Bryce and everything about his nose beaky, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I can laugh at that having a schnoz on my own. And and then you've got these who are afraid to say anything. You know, it's it's yeah. it really is. We have probably started reviewing this at the wrong time because we've had such a high with this is like when we used to have the gigs in the band, Dave. We'd have a gig on a Friday where it would be like, you know, hundreds of people, hundreds, a couple hundred people, hundred people in a pub going crazy on the tables, buying you drinks, having a great night. You'd come out of it fucking on top of the world and you go the next night to a pub with three people in it and you're yeah. like what the fuck are we doing even though <laughs> it was like a paid rehearsal and it was probably an easier gig because you could just do whatever you wanted and nobody was going to pull you up they were always the worst and this is what this is like it's like we've gone from that high to a fucking low you know straight yeah, yeah. And, and i don't mean to be because i know these people who love this who listen to the show but you know us both we just critique it we have to because i just find it ridiculous the more i'm not sure does it qualify as a critique if you just shit on it each week <laughs> a roast is it a roast <laughs> it is a roast isn't it the roast of the bachelorette i mean yeah. i'd love uh, you know if anyone can write in what uh, what are we missing yes. <laughs> what, what is it that we're missing and and like i say we do this to ourselves don't we why do we do okay. it? I mean, it's good to have a laugh at these nonsense people and this fake show, overly produced show. Um, but I must admit, while I'm watching it, I'm not enjoying it. I've got to no, say. I'm not. I'm, not. I'm just thinking of you. I, I, I thinking of, I'd love to. Yeah, that sounds so wrong. I'm thinking of you. Well, I'm going to be tighty-whities, Dave, but no. I'm oh, thinking of you. Is getting worse. The first bit was bad enough. Then it got worse. I don't want to hear a third one. Can we move on? 
<laughs> sponsored by Andrex. No, uh, no. I'm not... <laughs> oh, he did it. He did it. <laughs> no, what I mean is, I'm just thinking at this point we're at now. This is the fun bit. Me and you together <laughs> talking about our, you know, reality TV. This is what I love. Two friends just talking yeah. utter shit. That's what I love. It's like you get to get through the pain to get to the good bit, Dave. So it's like opening a chocolate bar. The wrapper's the fucking pain, but once you open it, Dave, it's like heaven. You know, it's a terrible analogy, but there you go. Anyway, <laughs> it just took a really bad turn very quickly. But anyway, if you want to follow us on social media, guys, at CD Reality Cast, I say it every week, but if you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. And if you do want to support the show a little bit more, and if you are a Bachelor fan, I don't know whether you will, but you might. Like <laughs> you're probably you. not listening anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're probably not listening. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. Big thank you to all our patrons, past and present. We love the fact that you've supported us over the last couple of years. It's so nice of you all. And just before we do the roll call of honour, get over to Facebook, Chris and Day's Reality TV Cast, and give us some abuse over there because we love talking about it and, and chatting about different things. And I promise you guys, Love Island Australia is starting today in my house, Dave. So we are going to be catching up, hopefully, pretty quickly, as long as schedules meet with us. So yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, I'm going to try. I reckon I can get about four episodes in this weekend. Me too. Me too. So I'm not committing to how quickly we can get through them. But I think when we've watched five then we'll release an episode. So so we might be a little bit erratic just as we try and fit it around life and everything. But we'll I, I'm not sure we'll catch up before the end, but we'll try. Yeah. And I think I think what's going to be interesting, Dave, is a lot of our listeners usually watch it with us because we're we're current, aren't we? We're doing mm. current. We're going to be watching it and giving our critique from a, an, a disadvantage until we catch up because they know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so We're going to be, be like, oh, this guy, he's great, isn't he? And he turns out to be a massive bell end or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a guy. <laughs> You'd take him home to your mum, wouldn't you? And all this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> you're right. So we're going to do that, guys. Dave's right. We'll get five in the bag and then we'll do an episode. So big thank you again. Here's the roll call of honour for today, Dave. So we've got Ken Gustafson, Lucky Lulu Green, Lauren Tracy, Susan Priscilla, Dee Dee Katie, Libby Helen, Joanna Zoe, Amy Claire, Noreen Brianna, Helen Keith, and Michelle. So thank you so much, guys. And uh, yeah, just make sure that you go over to Facebook because there's some great chat on there, Dave. Really, really good. And we've and it's just nice to go back to what we know. Love Island is what created the podcast, and we're going back in, Dave. And if the reports are correct. It may be on a par, if not better, than Mass Australia, and that is going to be amazing. That is a that is a tall order, isn't it? But uh, lots of people are, are making some positive noises about this season, and uh, you know, within our circle, I'm thinking it must be a shit show. Is we're not going to hear all this these positive noises if love is in the air, are we? <laughs> are we for? <laughs> are we for? Tension in the air. That's what we like. That's what we want, don't we, Dave? <laughs> no, thank you, mate. And you make sure you have a good weekend because. Uh, yeah, I'm going to eat loads of chocolate, Dave, because I'm 43 in three days. So uh, it's not very good for my waistline, but it's great. I feel when I'm eating it. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> well, I'm off to have a glass of wine as well. Good so man, thanks for listening, man. everyone. And I'll speak to you next time. Bye.